Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. My guest today is a multipreneur, co-founder of Bright Beta Co., and trained in NLP, EFT, in hypnosis and mindset training. She developed the widely fucking abundant affirmation card deck, which I'm looking forward to receiving mine, and recently launched the Kickstart Coaching Program and Jumpstart Your Goals workbook. She truly believes the key to our individual happiness comes from following the curiosity on how to live a more fulfilling life. Please welcome Mallory Nusante. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on the show. I have so much to talk about with you and ask about and very intrigued and curious about you and how you got started with your businesses and creative processes and, you know, whatever, what, what kind of makes you tick, basically. Um, every, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> we won't get too personal. We'll keep it, you know, we'll keep it business. <laughs> Tell me how you got started as an entrepreneur in the work that you do now. So I have had a long entrepreneurial journey and it's, started out totally different than what I'm doing now. Um, so I actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I was, it was about my sophomore year in college. And I went on, like, um, I was in this group called CEO, which was Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization. So I was like kind of interested, but I wasn't really like sold. I thought I was just going to go work in corporate America and do the whole marketing thing. And I went to the national conference out in Chicago and at one of the breakout sessions I went to, there was a man that actually hand painted sneakers and he does them for like celebrities like Jay-Z and like, they're incredible. Wow. That sounds very time intensive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I can tell you it is because I started doing it. (laughs) Um, So I got really excited because I have always just kind of painted as a hobby. Mm. And um, I loved like female accessories, high heels, things like that. So I decided to start doing them for women's shoes, high heels specifically. Mm. Um, And that's kind of where my first like delved into the entrepreneurial world my senior year, I ended up doing like an independent study where I built out my whole business plan, all of that fun stuff. And as you mentioned, it's very time consuming. <laughs> yeah. So I got kind of burnt out with that. Yeah. But still was very interested in having my own business. So then I started another company that was still in the same realm for women's accessories, but I was actually just a retailer. So I was buying products wholesale and retailing them in an e-commerce store. Mm-hmm. From there, I also had, that was not my full-time job. I had jobs along the way. So I was actually working for a PR agency in New York City doing the social media for their um, clients. And it was not the healthiest work environment. I was going to say, how was that <laughs> for you as far as doing other people's social media? Um, doing their social media was great. We had some really interesting clients. I had the opportunity of working with some really big names, um, like Cake Boss Cafe and and some big name um, companies. So it was really exciting, but the agency just wasn't a great fit for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I bet it was pretty high stress. 
Yeah. So I was just going to say, it's kind yeah. of like what you typically would imagine a New York City firm to be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, I mean, New York um, City people are high strung as it is. So yeah. you just throw them <laughs> yeah. into a corporate setting. Watch out. Right. <laughs> so um, I ended up leaving New York. So I only lived there for about a year. Mm. Too, you know, high that was probably a year too long, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was nice because I had always wanted to live in New York. So I'm glad I went and did it. But then I very quickly realized this is not for me. Right. So I ended up moving back home to Connecticut and I was still working remotely for them. And then I just got like, I don't think my boss really liked that I was working remotely and things just got really stressful and it became pretty clear that she wanted to lay me off. So mm-hmm. it was myself and one other person that ran the social media department. So we kind of had been talking and, she, you know, she was like, you know, you should be looking for another job. And I was like, I am, but I can't find anything that's a really good fit. So we ended up going off on our own eventually. I did end up getting laid off and we went off and um, started our own uh, social media agency, but we also did like web design and uh, just more digital marketing marketing overall. Mm -hmm. So that's really where I got in. And then, you know, Amber and I started uh, Bright Beta together. I'm doing coaching now. So I just kind of follow my curiosity and see what seems interesting at the time and kind of go from there. Well, how do you get your ideas? I mean, do you have like so many ideas sometimes you're just like overwhelmed and what's that paralysis and it's like you're frozen so you don't do anything? I mean, Mm -hmm. do you always follow through with your ideas or do you have some kind of process that you like process of elimination? Yeah, so I typically... You know, if something is just kind of like on my mind and I'm just like, yeah, that would be cool to like try out. Um, I usually try to give it a shot and see if I even enjoy it or if I'm just like, oh, that was a good idea. But no, I don't like this. at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, good on paper. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's actually one thing that I love to do with it's just like kind of a confidence hack that I tell people to do is when you have something on your mind, just go and try it. Because whether it works out or not, you can be proud of yourself for trying it because either you love it and it's a new hobby or skill or something that you can develop even further, or it's something that you're just like, okay, I can check that off my mental to-do list. I gave it a shot, didn't really like it, but I can still be proud of myself for trying because a lot of people don't even, you know, go there. They don't even try. So it kind of, in my opinion, really helps boost your, your confidence and you can be proud of yourself for at least trying. So that's kind of my first thing that I go to. And then it just kind of depends um, if I want it to be something like bigger, if I don't have it fully well-rounded yet. I, I'm a big fan of whiteboards. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually have one in my bedroom. <laughs> so do you mind map or are you a flow chart girl? Or are you a list girl? Um, I'm usually a list girl. So mm-hmm. I'll start with like a list and just like write things out. So I get all of my ideas pretty much when I'm in the shower. Mm-hmm. I can relate so to I'm that. Not, yeah. yeah. Right. What is, what so, is up with that anyway? Is it because of the water? It's all relaxing. I think because we're like washing our hair and like massaging our heads and it just makes all the like good ideas. <laughs> <come out. laughs> um, but I also do think it's because it's like one of the one times, I don't know about you, but for me at least, it's one of the times where I can be like fully present because you're like 
trapped in a shower. Right, you're just you standing there underwater. Right? So what are you going to do? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I have like one of those notebooks that's like has waterproof paper and everything. But I don't always like love to use that. So mm. I actually <laughs> get out of the shower. So like in my towel, just like on my whiteboard, like writing all down my ideas just to get them out. Um, like, so I can, you know, sleep at night or focus during the day whenever they kind of come to me. And mm. then I will sometimes go and like kind of mind map it if I need to develop it a little bit further. So a lot of the times I let kind of the ideas like marinate a little bit <laughs> just to see like, Oh, it's it just like something I thought was a genius idea in the moment, and it's actually not. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a couple of those, and then it's like, right? oh, hmm, yeah, I probably shouldn't have gone forward with these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I mean, I just kind of am a big believer of just taking the leap mm. and just trying it out, seeing what happens, and then adjusting from there. So that's like probably one of the reasons I didn't, cut it in corporate America too, because I'm just a doer and yeah, I don't like red tape and all of that. I just like to try it and see what happens. I'm the same way. I have a, a day job as well and it's with a county agency and you can only imagine the red tape and oh gosh, yeah. the 20 people that need to approve a <laughs> sentence in a letter. It's like, really, yeah. can't we just do this, get it done instead of spending 10 months, you know? I totally mm -hmm. relate to that. And that's like one of the frustrating things about my job. <laughs> um, yeah, creatives don't do well in those kind of situations. Yeah. No, not at all. Which is why <laughs> I have outside crazy. creative projects to keep me sane. Um, yes. So looking back at all of your businesses that you've had, is there one lesson that really sticks with you? I don't know if it's necessarily a lesson, but just developing the skill to adapt quickly especially if you want to be, you know, an entrepreneur or something along those lines, having that ability to adapt, even just in life situations has been so helpful for me because it allows me to not necessarily dwell on if something bad happens or something doesn't work out. You know, one of my ideas that I think is genius actually is not, um, it allows me to be like, okay, cool. That was fine can I change this up? Do I scrap it all together? Like, what do I do? And I can come up with a game plan to move forward. Um, so I'm not kind of just like stuck in that, um, that kind of like dwelling on, Oh, this didn't work out. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you know, as you can see, I've started numerous businesses and they all haven't, you know, survived basically. So um, I had to learn how to like quickly adapt, kind of be like, okay, cool. That didn't really work out. Not be too attached to it. I was going to ask you, like, time. how do you process those businesses that don't pan out? Honestly, I probably hang on a little too long <laughs> right? because <laughs> I really like being a hundred percent sure about yeah. that move that I'm going to make. So by the time I get to that point, I'm pretty ready. So, you know, I have little mementos from various things. Like I still have, you know, some shoes that I painted that are for myself, which I barely wear heels anymore. <laughs> so they just sit in my closet. <laughs> but And then I have some other things from each business. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know that each of them was an important step along my entrepreneurial journey. I learned a lot from each of them. My last one, the one where I started the social media marketing agency that allowed me to be a full-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I was able to buy a house because of it. Like 
it gave me a lot. So, you know, it's just like nice to know, but you know, you kind of get to a point, not everyone gets to this point, but for me, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm not sure I'm like really fulfilled by this work anymore. I kind of want to like explore some other things and everything. So, um, and being able to do that, I mean, a lot of people can't even get that first step and mm -hmm. be able to take those risks. I mean, it's pretty bold and pretty courageous. So I admire that. I think it's inspirational for people that aren't necessarily like that to be like, okay, she's still living, breathing, surviving <laughs> these business ventures that didn't necessarily pan out. But like you said, mm -hmm. you learn from each each one so that the next one is hopefully a better and bigger venture. Yeah, definitely. And I'm also like realizing just like right now, this is an interesting time for us to discuss because I'm kind of in that middle of the transition period because that company, we just closed um, at the end of 2020. And I've been kind of jumping into the uh, coaching realm. I'm still doing a little bit of freelance work. So I kind of have my hands in a lot of things, but through doing that, I'm now kind of in this, at this point where I'm like, maybe I'm not supposed to just do one thing. Like maybe I get bored really easily and I need a lot of outlet. Yes. Um, and before we, um, you know, hopped on, we were talking about how I just started furniture flipping and like, I just wanted to see if I like it. And I mean, I have a lot of furniture that I'm <laughs> buying and flipping so, and I can't, my house is already furnished. So what am I going to do with it? So I've been selling it. So it's like, you know, a little extra income or anything, but I'm just like, I just, I want to see this seems fun. Let me see where it goes. Yeah. And I just feel like that's probably going to be the rest of my life. <laughs> just <laughs> kind of doing a bunch of little things together. Yeah. So I think that's important because I think we're all kind of taught like, oh, you have this like purpose in life that we have to go find. And some of us do, you know, we find that thing that really lights us up. But for some of us, I also think there are a lot of things that can light us up. Um, so, and that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with you. if You have a right. lot of interests that you want to pursue. Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way. Um, I recently started a digital magazine for uh, women podcasters. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a lot of work. And, you know, initially I was like, it was kind of like one of those genius ideas that just pops in your head and, and you, like you jump on it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, wait, step back. This is, you know, a magazine. It's big. It's huge. You're going to need help. And so it took me another, what, six months or so to really do it. And it's been great. And I think it's a resource that a lot of women podcasters need. Um, yeah. But I also think that there was a book that I read years ago called Refuse to Choose. I don't know if you're familiar. I think Barbara Schur was mm -mm. the author. And it's basically okay. what you said. It's that we don't have to choose one thing. You know, we can do multiple things because I think people are like trained or society or whatever. It's like, okay, you need to do one thing. And it's like our grandparents, you know, worked at a job for 30, 40 years. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's very rare, except, you know, in a county agency where people have been there for 20, 30 years. Um, but it, it did. It's, it's okay to do multiple things as long as, it's, as, long as you find joy and, in, mm -hmm. and enjoy doing those things. Yeah, I think that's definitely such a good point. 
because uh, both of my parents actually just retired this year and they both have been at jobs since, gosh, I think my dad was like at his job when he was like 18. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like that's, it's really uncommon for that to be the case now. And so many of us also go to college spent all this money. A lot of people still have student loans. So you feel like you have to work mm-hmm. in that field because you need to pay it off and everything. And it's really just stopping and asking yourself, do I even like this? Am I happy? Like, what is this the direction I want my life to go in? Um, I feel like a lot of us don't ask ourselves that question enough. Yeah. yeah. So have your goals evolved over the years and how do you kind of keep them fresh? Yeah, my goals have changed so much. <laughs> they were really, really career driven for, you know, the last over five years, probably. Um, I was really focused on building this, you know, social media agency and everything because I really wanted to build it up to a point where not that I was no longer needed because uh, I do enjoy working. I've always enjoyed making my own money. I've worked since I was like 15. Mm -hmm. Um, So I never wanted to fully step away, but I wanted to have more freedom. So like that was the biggest reason I wanted to be an entrepreneur is to have financial freedom, but more importantly, freedom of time and location. So I can just kind of do what I want. want. Yeah, that sounds Um, great. Yeah. And so I was really focused on that, but I was realizing like, okay, we're building up our revenue and everything, but like this isn't actually, it's like taking more time away from me how do I, you know, resolve this? So my goals this year actually have been, they've been more along the lines of, okay, you know, take one day a week where, or just at least one time a week, do something like in the middle of the work day for yourself. So like a self-care activity. So whether it's going to take your dog for a walk at, you know, 2 PM or going and grabbing lunch with a friend or something along those lines. That sounds That's great. Like push, yeah. Yeah. It, it's pushing me way out of my comfort zone because I'm so used to working, you know, nine to five, yeah. even though I'm, a, you know, my own boss, but it, it's helped break up that mentality. So I'm like, oh no. Yeah. And then, you know, my friend Amber and I, we just went on a month long road trip. We thought we were going to do a lot more work than we actually did, which was nice to just really like fully unplug. We didn't have service a lot of the time. So you're kind of forced not to, which is great, which is good. It's probably what you guys needed. Yeah. I actually joke all the time. I'm like the way to get me to fully unplug, you have to like drop me in the middle of a (laughs) a canyon. So I have no service. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So what are some obstacles that you faced um, in regards to your businesses? They're probably mostly self-imposed obstacles, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. I am an extremely independent person. I always have been, and I am totally okay doing things by myself and just kind of taking the reins. And this is something I'm really realizing right now, especially with, you know, being towards the end of the pandemic, having to actually do things all by myself for the yeah. last year or so, because I'm also single and live alone, mm-hmm. um, that having a support system is really key. So whether those people are helping you with your business or just having someone to go to, to talk about, you know, things with vent to whatever it is that you need, having that support system is so important. Yeah, I can Um, imagine. 
Yeah. And like a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we are the type where we're just like, let's go, let's get it done. And, you know, maybe somebody's, I, I do think that a quick pace. So if people don't always work at my pace, sometimes it can be really frustrating for me personally. Mm-hmm. So I end up just doing it myself where I, again, have been trying to take a step back and saying, okay, it's fine. You know, let them do it at their pace unless there's, you know, a, a really important deadline or something. It's okay. We don't have to, to rush everything. Um, you can take a step back. The world's not going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider yourself a perfectionist? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually was just joking with my mom about that <laughs> because I was working on a piece of furniture and I was like... Yeah. All these other like furniture flippers I follow on Instagram. I'm like, they do this so quickly. Like, I don't understand. And she was like, yeah, cause they're not like nitpicking everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is actually going to teach me to let little imperfections slide, which is something I've worked on, you know, for yeah. a lot of years. But I feel like when I'm starting something new and that's a little bit out of my comfort zone, I end up slipping back into the perfectionism a lot more. Yeah, I can so relate to that. Yeah, it's a lifelong thing. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a 12-step program right. somewhere <laughs> for perfectionists. <laughs> yeah, some kind of support group. Uh, okay, now draw outside of the lines, right? That would be the first right. step. Yep. So tell me about the wildly fucking abundant affirmation card deck and how did this idea come about? So this idea is, I mean, affirmation decks are not, you know, I didn't come up with the idea basically. It's not so, new. You're just yeah, putting exactly. a twist on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, Amber actually gave me a deck of cards, um, an affirmation deck for my birthday one year. And I just love them so much. And then I actually started doing it where I just, um, every Monday morning, I would just put out two cards, people could choose their card and then I'd flip them over. And that was like the message that they could have for the week Mm -hmm. to help kind of guide them. And constantly people would be like, oh my gosh, like, where'd you get this deck? And I can't believe how spot on these are and everything. And I was like, this is like so cool. I'm like, I would love to create a product like this, but how do I do it where it's my own thing? Mm -hmm. So I swear like a sailor. (laughs) I said, you're my kind of person, (laughs) right? Like, okay, so why don't I just make some that are sassy and swear Uh, so I did that, but I also wanted it to still be, you know, inspirational and everything. So I paired it. I actually drew, you know, brought back my artistic skills. I drew all of the, you know, little illustrations that are paired with the, whatever the saying is, Mm -hmm. and they're all outdoor inspired because I really love to be outdoors. Nature is one of the places actually where I flush out my ideas. So Mm-hmm. I go, whether it's, you know, just a walk around my neighborhood, I live really close to um, a greenway, which is just kind of a paved trail. It's not anything too crazy, but it still gets me, you know, I can walk to it from my house so I can go out there if I need it. Nice. Or just even going to like a local state park or something. It's just somewhere where like it, I feel like I get a lot of inspiration from and my ideas become a little bit more <laughs> well-rounded. So mm-hmm. I wanted it to be inspired by nature. So 
most of the illustrations are, you know, plants or um, mountains, landscape type of things. Um, So that's kind of how that came about. It wasn't full original idea, but I wanted to put my own twist on it. And I had never seen any that swore. That were like that. (laughs) (laughs) A little on the snarky side. That's good. Because sometimes with that stuff, it's like it gets too serious. So you need some snark in there to kind of like lighten people up. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm like. I'm big into personal development and constantly like understanding myself better. A big part of why I'm a coach. But I also feel like we don't have to be so serious while we're doing it. So it Mm -hmm. can be fun. It can be sassy. You know, sometimes we do need a little bit of tough love. So why not? Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. I can't wait to get my deck so then I can start pulling. Cause I do have a tarot card uh, deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's just like, then you have to look it up what it means. And it's just like, you know, you just want to read the card yep. and be yeah, done this is- and over. Research doesn't need to be part of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll get your message just by pulling it. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And where can people get the decks if they want to purchase they can get them on my website it's mallorymusante.com and they're just on the shop tab okay perfect you've had you know multiple businesses and it's a lot of work it takes a lot of dedication and commitment do you feel you've sacrificed any part of your life while building your businesses and if so what were some of those sacrifices yeah i do i uh One of the big sacrifices I think that comes with being an entrepreneur are the benefits of having a job. So I've never had a 401k. I have always paid for my own health insurance. Um, So those are just kind of like financial um, challenges. When you're, you're starting out as an entrepreneur, you're not making a bunch of money. So, you know, I started investing for my retirement a lot later than, you know, most of my peers were. Um, So that's like one area, but I also have put a lot of focus into my career, especially over the last like five-ish years where I haven't prioritized meeting a a partner. So I'm still single, Mm -hmm. um, which is fine with me. I'm okay with it because I actually have learned a lot about myself over the years. I'm really clear on what I was like in a significant other and, and everything. Um, but I do often think like, oh yeah, you should probably put some effort. <laughs> yeah. in you need to put that as one of your goals, right? right? One of your business ventures. <laughs> and maybe it'll get done. Was, it's so funny that you say it's one of my business ventures because I actually was talking to someone about that. And I was like, yeah, like I, I'll go out on a date and like, it will, you know, be fine, whatever, but it doesn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah. And and then I'm just like, eh, whatever. And I don't date someone for like another like six months. Like literally I don't go on a date for six <laughs> months. And I'm like, I need to just treat it like I would like pitching for business where it's like, oh, you get a rejection. It's fine. I'm not going to stop working on my business for six months. So it's really funny right. that you said it that way. <laughs> well you know you see those memes where it's like okay send me your resume so I can you know when your date gonna go out on a date with someone so send me your resume and fill out this essay question and you know before you even go on a date with them so yep um um, so you recently launched the kickstart coaching program 
and mm-hmm. the Jumpstart Your Goals workbook. Tell me about the program and mm-hmm. when setting goals, what's the one misstep that most people make? The program is a four-week one-on-one coaching. So it's just you and I once a week getting together through Zoom and chatting about your goals. So I've built it to be kind of multi-layer. So each week builds on the next. Mm. So, and it's to address the most common kind of missteps that people make. So the, the program's designed to focus on one goal. So not all of them. So it's kind of like, what's your biggest goal that we are working towards? We get really clear on that. I help you make sure it's a really smart goal. So it's crystal clear, you know, when you reach it, um, we break it up into other steps. So we kind of create this full-blown action plan where you're like, okay, I know I need to do X, Y, and Z by this day. And if I don't hit that, then I know I'm like behind on my goals, you know, kind of might need to be readjusted and things like that. So we get this clear action plan down for you. And then the following three weeks are more mindset based. So we will kind of through having a conversation, I can help you kind of identify if there's a specific limiting belief, you might know what it is already. So that, you know, kind of expedites the process. But if you Mm -hmm. don't, I will help you kind of reach that. And then we'll use depending on, you know, the circumstances, I help kind of determine what best technique it is that we use to release that limiting belief so you can move forward on it. Depending on your circumstances, I've also worked with um, clients that kind of might feel anxious before they need to take a big step. So I'll give them tools to work on that and, and everything. And then the final week is kind of stepping into that that newer version of yourself. So I kind of say like, okay, when you reach this goal, who are you? Like, and you know, we create this big picture and then I help you kind of embody that. So you can move into that. You already are the person that's going to achieve this goal. So all of these pieces together combined, like really kind of almost guarantee that you're, you're going to get there as long as you follow the action plan, continue to, you know, do the mindset work and everything. Mm. And I just actually included a follow-up call. So, you know, you can implement this and three weeks after we can check in. So if you have questions or, or need some guidance on something else, you know, another limiting belief comes up, we can address that to make sure you're really kind of still on the right track. There's two categories. So a big piece is people don't actually have a plan. They just say, I want to do X, Y, and Z and sometimes they don't even have an end date to it. So Mm. having, knowing what your goal is, having kind of a deadline for that when you want to achieve it by and actually having a plan on how you're going to get there. So knowing the steps you need to take, I'm a very visual person. So I like to have it all written out so I can just, you know, get that satisfaction of checking off the boxes. Right. Yeah. Sure it's done. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you are a person that already has that and you're still finding yourself not reaching your goals, then it's likely a mindset piece. So it's probably some sort of limiting belief that you may have mm. um, that's holding you back from taking the action you need to take and, you know, being who you need to be to achieve that goal. So it's, it's either one of those two. Is there like a popular, like a top five 
belief system that people seem to have? Like there's a theme among people. Usually it comes down to some sort of not feeling worthy of having what they want to have. So the great thing about the, the techniques that I use is sometimes I don't even have to know what the limiting belief is. If you know what it is and you aren't comfortable sharing it, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. We can still work through it together. So, but the people that do um, openly share with me, it usually comes down to feeling unworthy for some um, reason. And I work with primarily women um, yeah. too. So it could be totally different for men, but sure. that's, uh, the, the common kind of vein that I find for my clients. So you're trained in NLP. It's, it's neuro-linguistic programming, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhat familiar with it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you use that in your uh, four-week program as well, or is that something separate? Yeah. So I use that within the um, four-week program. So there's a lot of different techniques that, you know, kind of go into it. I kind of just listen to whoever my client is, see kind of what comes up and then I will help them determine or, you know, we kind of determine together. Like I'll explain the techniques and say, how does that sound to you? If they're open to it, because it's not going to work if the person isn't open to it. So if they're not interested in that type of mindset work, we just skip over it. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally fine. There's other ways we can do this. Right. Yeah. But, um, this just kind of cuts through some of the, the BS and, and gets you results a lot quicker. Um, which is why I really love it so much. We kind of speak directly to your subconscious. Um, and it's really empowering. A lot of the, the things I've actually done with clients is stemming from like childhood Mm. like there's an instance that happened and that's just like when that belief became a belief and they had nothing to do with it and it's usually a really emotional experience and it's like it's such an honor to be able to help facilitate that for them and usually they're getting some sort of like message that they're like you know younger self is trying to tell them like it's okay like you're worth it you know you're going to be okay. There's, you know, a lot of different yeah. things that come up for them. Yeah. Um, so it's a really powerful tool, but again, if they're not open to it, it's fine. We can use something else. So if you could be anything or do anything in life, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I know this is probably a hard question for you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your top three? I should say. <laughs> well, I love being a coach right now. Um, it's, Becoming a coach all stemmed from my own development. So it's, you know, helped me just become a more confident person. And in turn, that's, you know, helped my businesses and career and everything. Another thing I would like to do is, well, I don't really get paid for it, but I love to find a way to just be on a road trip like all the time and somehow get get paid for that. (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't we Um, all wouldn't we all right I know (laughs) (laughs) which is something I'll just you know share all my ideas with you guys (laughs) that is something I've thought about is how do I combine my love of the outdoors with coaching to create like more of like a full experience because I just find you know being outside so soothing and I know that's not the case for everyone but Mm -hmm. um, soothing and healing and inspiring and I'm sure that could help you know a lot more people sounds like you need to build a retreat center somewhere in northern North Carolina 
or that would be pretty cool in Utah, wherever. I was gonna say I probably live in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> My love of Utah. I just need to move out there. <laughs> yeah, see. Okay, well, we're having a little session here for you. <laughs> no, that sounds um, great. That sounds yeah. awesome. Those are good ones. I mean, they seem doable. Yeah. Definitely. In your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, got to let it marinate a little bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go take a few hundred showers. I'm sure right? it'll all come together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what advice do you have for women who want to start their own business but are afraid to make that leap? So I would say really anything. So starting your own business or anything new is just smart. start by taking baby steps. Just kind of like dip your toe in, see how it feels, see how it, you know, you don't have to jump right in. Um, I'm a jump in Me and too. do it. I was going to say, no more dipping my toe. It's like, <laughs> it's all or nothing. <laughs> so if you are a jump in person, just jump in. <laughs> but if it that is like so intimidating and scary, I think just kind of starting with something smaller, maybe it's just something on the side along with your full-time job and just seeing how it goes. And then you can really kind of determine, because I think, me jumping in um, for some of my businesses, I didn't think it through all the way, right? I just jumped in, got going, which it worked out fine for me. But if I had taken it a little bit slower, I might have done things a little bit differently. Mm. Um, So just kind of getting going and finding that support system. So if you have someone, a mentor, you know, you want to hire a coach, whatever it is, finding someone that has kind of been there that can give you guidance. And there are free resources too. I think, I um, can't remember, it might be the SBA, the Small mm-hmm. Business Administration mm-hmm. or SCORE. They, I think one of them has uh, free mentors. So you can go ask all your questions. Um, there's tons of Facebook groups you can join too, to just, you know, ask your questions. Don't ever feel like <laughs> any question is stupid because, we've all had them and had to figure it out. So either jumping in, if you're a jump in person or starting small and building your way up and finding that support system, I think is probably the most important. Yeah. I think like you said earlier is like writing down exactly what you want to accomplish and Mm -hmm. why you want to, why you want to do it. Um, Yeah. It's helpful in that first step. Yeah. Yeah, the um, in the workbook, that's one of the the things that people loved the most was the so I call it a smart outcome versus a smart goal, and a smart outcome is really similar to a smart goal, but it adds in more of the feeling and kind of energy behind it. So it's basically just saying like, okay, it's now the day that you know you want to reach your goal by. And I have this goal and then it's, I see, I hear, I um, say, I feel. So you're really creating a really clear picture of yourself Hmm. achieving that goal. And, you know, it just brings in that whole visualization element, which is something I really love and enjoy. And it, I think it helps keep you really motivated when you have that really clear picture um, and just kind of revisiting that nightly or, or however often you want to. Yeah. I think getting as many senses as you can 
into mm-hmm. into it and getting that energy behind it. Because for me, it's like yeah. if I feel it in my body really strong, I know it's the right thing mm-hmm. to do. And having a mentor, I think, is really key as well. Um, yeah. And not only will they continue to inspire and encourage you, but they also can help you when you're stuck, um, kind of like brainstorming, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. It's always good to bounce ideas off of someone who's yeah, actually having- been there and has gone through the process. Yeah, having a sounding board, especially when I was starting out, was so helpful. Any other tips you have that you want to share? Just go for it. Yeah, and just be patient because if you're like me, you want to see results immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That's not always likely. Um, But patience and persistence. So being patient, but also continuing to really work for whatever it is you want. I think that combination really helps you A, not go insane and B, you know, gets you to where you want to go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for Mallory for being on the show and sharing your experience and advice and your go-to, go-for-it attitude. You can find Mallory Musante at MalloryMusante.com and on social media at Mallory Musante. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani.